radio finally beats. And gotta wait for it. Gotta wait for it, Keith. Radio finally beats television. Really? Wow, I can't wait yeah. to hear. The Ides of March may mean debt relief in Roman culture, but I don't think there's any debt relief for Odyssey. As we look at their financials, they released them on the 15th of March, and hence the Ides of March illusion that we've made the last couple of weeks. And talk about disheartening. The layoffs continue at iHeart, but Keith, the big guys, they don't take any cuts. They still got their private jets and and seven- and eight-figure salaries. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and our feelings on that. Good morning. We are back with another edition of Media Insultant, Opinions and Comments. In Seattle, I'm Jackson Weaver. My co-host in Southern California is Keith Samuels. And Keith, your French lessons that you've been giving me the last couple of weeks are apparently going to come to no avail because the strikes in Paris have now reached a point where we're going to change our plans. I'm not sure where we're going to end up. But, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out what plan B is. So you can't uh, make any more French jokes. I'm so it's... sorry. Très tra- tragique. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed for you, Monsieur Jackson Weaver. Oh, that's too bad. But it is it... crazy, crazy time over there between all the protests and then the strikes. And uh, I didn't realize how cushy their pension system is. Man, you turn 60 and you're you're golden. You know? You're gold. You're golden yeah. if you're... And if you drive, if you drive a uh, uh, a garbage truck, you're gold at fifty two. So, oh, or fifty five, wow, something that. like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll we'll work on Plan B after the show's over. We'll, we'll figure out a place for you and Mrs. Weaver to uh, to enjoy. Uh, what? How many days off? You can take a couple weeks off. Take three weeks. Yeah, we're going to be gone for three weeks. So. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, regardless of our travel plans, we would <laughs> like Keith and I would like to welcome you to the Wednesday. March 22nd edition of Media Insultant. Hey, today, Keith, uh, before we jump into our topics, I I want to hit on a couple of just observations, if I could. Okay. Uh, Tune in, that uh, audio aggregator, apparently they're not happy with just pre-rolls, Keith, now, right in the middle of programming streams, they're interrupting with a commercial. I mean, right in the middle of a song, right in the middle of a newscast, boom, they interrupt with a commercial. And, of course, it sounds like a train wreck, because it is a train wreck. <laughs> now, they do offer commercial-free feed for a couple of bucks, and I guess that's how they encourage their listeners to ante up the three so or So we're going to make the listening experience so horrible that you can't wait to hit that no ads button on their app. And by the way, I tried to listen to you know Westwood One's coverage of March Madness last weekend, and I went to the TuneIn uh, app to right. hear the one of the games, right? And I, I might have been in the Xavier game. I forget which one it was. But you can't do that. That's part of their premium package. Oh, yeah. Okay. Part of their premium okay. package. So I'm going... And, and by the way, Westwood One had no affiliates running any games over the first weekend of the tournament in, in L.A. I couldn't even find one in San Diego. Now, I could have, maybe I missed one. But no, none of the L.A. sports stations carried Westwood One's most beloved and cherished broadcast of the year. And that's much madness. So I was completely frustrated. I had to watch it on TV. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, why would you do that when you can listen to it on the radio? All right, and second, so, secondly, uh, 
you know, there are a lot of syndicated shows out there. Uh, now there's a young guy who's getting who loves radio, and he's uh, started a new show called the TJ Show. And the reason I bring it up is uh, TJ was a producer and co-host with Elvis Duran in New York. He had his own show in Boston for about three years ago. And an old friend of mine, Scotty Myers, who uh, syndicated John Tesh for years, oh, yeah, yeah. is syndicating, is heading up the syndication effort for Gemini. So uh, just a little plug for the TJ Show. If you're looking for something fresh on your radio station, give it a listen, the uh, tjshow.com. Okay. Is he actually live or is he AI? Is he like ChatGPT radio? No, I think he's, I think he's live. Uh, oh, at wow. least he appears to be live. I've talked to him on the phone. We've had a couple of video things, uh, so I I think he's live. You so know? TJ's real, okay? It's you a know, real show, T- okay? TJ's a real show, and you know it, it, this brings up uh, you know you mentioned Chat GPT, and we've talked about it and how it's influencing. You know, Futuri has got this service where they're doing Chat GPT AI generated radio personalities. Our friend Fred Jacobs was at the Country Radio Seminar a couple of weeks ago. And I guess he was highlighting a, keynoting a speech, and everybody comes in, and they sit down, and they're waiting, a little murmur in the room. And uh, and then, you know, there's the timpani roll, and on comes this announcement, and it says, Ladies and gentlemen, hi, this is Taylor Swift, and I'm here to introduce my good friend and lifelong partner in the radio business, Fred Jacobs. Fred, welcome to the stage at the Country Radio Show. And everybody's going, wow, it's pretty cool. He got, he got her to do his, his intro. He created it. To, he used 30 seconds, a 30-second clip of her talking and dumped it into chat GPT and wrote the, I don't even know if he wrote it. He just said, give me an intro for the country radio seminar speech I'm doing. And it just knocked everybody out. And what's scary about it is they can do that with anybody, apparently. You know, Inclu- including be- everybody sitting in that room uh, in Nashville last week <laughs> for the CRS seminar. You know, it's like, you're screwed. Oh, wow. How very clever of him, though. You know, very way clever. to go, Fred. Okay. Hit everybody between the eyes. All right. Well, Keith, uh, let's get into this uh, today's show. Um, this may be cold comfort, but radio is now kicking butt. For the first time... In the 18 to 49 demo, radio has a larger audience than television, both over the air and delayed. According to Nielsen, their Q3 radio listening exceeded television by 3%. In a typical week, this is really interesting, in a typical week, uh, Nielsen claims 83% of adults 18 to 49 were reached by radio. During that same period, just 69% were reached by TV. And this is stunning. TV viewing is down 56%. This is over-the-air TV, down 56% since 2018. You know, this has just fallen off the cliff is what it's is what it's saying. I mean, obviously, streaming is how people are watching TV these days. Do you think this will affect the way television buys are channeled? I mean, advertisers still spend so much on television. Do you think it's going to affect – do you think they're going to rethink – and put more money back into radio? A big, hearty, no effing way. What they'll do is they'll buy more CTV or OTT, you know, all the stuff we've talked to Ed about, 
You know, it's it's not that they're it's not that people are spending less time watching television. They're spending less time watching Channel Two, Channel Seven, Channel Eleven, Channel Nine, you know, Channel Five, you know, whatever it is. They're they're not watching, you know, KTLA or Cairo or those guys, but they're sure as hell watching something else. Right. And uh, and it's going to be in its you know it's uh, it's either the uh, OTT services or it's the uh, subscription streaming services the, or the SVOD. What is that? Subscription video on video demand. Video on demand. Yeah. Yeah. You know all this stuff. They're all watching it. You know it's not and you know and I've seen uh, comments from you know guys like Bob Hoffman talk about TV's not dead. They're just not watching your local CBS affiliate. Right. Um, and so I, I I think that this is a tricky. And, and a clever pitch, obviously, uh, for Nielsen and and uh, and Pierre Bouvard to get behind and really tout the the strengths of radio and all this other BS. I'm sorry, all this other stuff that encouraging people to keep their dollars in radio or audio. And, and in fact, television is really video. Okay, it's just delivered through a monitor that's on my wall. That happens to have internet access, so you know it's 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 a it's a it's a strange comparison. Well, but, and it's unfortunate because when when news, when you and I were selling on the street, our big competitors were the newspapers, and the newspaper, of course, just has lost all of its its readership over the past ten years. And did any of that money come over to radio? No, they just jumped over radio and ended up going digital. And that's right. what's going to happen this time around too. It'll go out of TV. Yep. Skip radio and go to digital. But I will say one thing for my friends in radio. (laughs) Don't be fooled by this. Radio is just fading a little slower than television is. Television's just really sliding rapidly down the hill. Well, yeah. And sadly, radio's had a slow decline over the last 20 years. And television is just falling off the cliff. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, yeah. So as we're going down the, in our snowplow, down the ski slopes up at Snoqualmie Pass, and, you know, TV is barreling down out of control on a snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to stop. You know, we've That's watched great, those guys go by us and go, this isn't going to end well. While That's we're, a great analogy. Well, we're yeah. doing our STEM Christies, you know. <laughs> so, okay. All right, it took a cute note. I thought it was a cute note from Bob and Rich in an internal memo. They announced some more cuts. I mean, you know, they announce these cuts and then they sign it. Uh, you know, we're making some tough choices and uh, we're uh, having to prioritize things. And then they sign it, Bob and Rich. I mean, that's really folksy and really wonderful. Yeah, yeah my, your best pals, Bob and Rich. Yeah, you know, your best yeah. pals. Yeah. But their news, the provisions in this choice and cuts and priorities is no more matching money for the 401k right no new hires well no hold on no, yeah let's, before we go let's go through this one by one no more matching okay. no matching going forward for your 401k until wait a minute let me get the, the exact language until the advertising marketplace improves okay yeah we'll define yeah. that and when is that ever going to effing happen you know, so yeah, that's 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 a tough one. What what's next on the hit parade from Bob and Rich? Well, they're freezing new hires and presumably not replacing anybody that leaves. Well, which... they had a cute la- they had cute language for that too, because what they said was is that the company will only be backfilling mission critical roles. Well, clearly, 
Um, and they had a picture, you know, of, of, of the senior management team. Clearly, uh, Tim Costelli and John Sykes, uh, Rich and Bob, and uh, the, the marketing gal, Toberman. Those are all mission-critical roles, for sure, because, you know, you can't, we can't survive without Tim Costelli getting all those big national buys and doing all those partnerships, um, let alone the staff on the field. So, yeah, I, I want to know who's mission-critical. Yeah, well, it, and we'll find out here. As, as it goes forward, I think to your point, you know, they they announced these cuts and they've had cut after cut after cut over the past five eight years, but none of the big salaries in the C suites are hurt. I mean, Pittman's making twenty five million. I think Rich is making twelve fifteen million, something like that. These are big salaries in the radio business, of course. They're big, biggest, far and away the biggest salaries in the radio business. No question. But you know, they're not even making a token. You know, they're not even saying, you know, okay, we'll. You know, we'll we'll take a million or two off our, off our paycheck, and of course Bob still has his private jet. You know, that yeah, the and iHeart pays, pays all the expenses for the uh, Dussault Falcon 900EX, um, but that ends up saving him money and time. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a mission critical transportation device right there. And then they're also going to be curta- they're going to expenses will be curtailed by stopping or reducing all discretionary spending, including non essential. Uh, T&E, travel and entertainment, overtime, outside vendor spend, and temporary contractors. So if you're a consultant working with them doing uh, talent work or uh, sales consulting or programming consulting, I guess you're uh, you're on hiatus for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure. They'll, they'll decide that on a case-by-case basis. But. but, you know, but Jackson, you and I have gotten, we've had, we've received memos like this, okay? You know, even even in much smaller groups, there was spending issues. Companies were going public. Uh, we need to cut back to make our, our cash flow look good. I mean, we've all had these kinds of experiences. But that was in a business that was still growing. That was in a business that was still thriving. You know, now you're doing this. Um, you've been cutting to the bone anyway. Now you're doing it even further. Another excuse to cut more expenses. You know, what? how do you, how do you get out of this? It's kind of, kind of like a death spiral, isn't it? That's well put. That's well put. I, uh, you know, it is. It's really hard. I'm. I'm actually sympathetic with everybody in the radio and TV business because, you know, this is really hard. It's got to be tough. You know, we're going to talk about Odyssey in a minute. And I was thinking about about David Field. You know, he has spent the last ten years of his life merging CBS, hoping to turn Odyssey into a big group, and in ten years, he's, the value of the company has evaporated completely. And it just must be really hard for these guys to get up morning after morning and say, God, I'm getting excited to go to work just to hold on to what I got. There's no growth. There's nothing positive happening. You know, it's just everything is. I had a client, I think he said this to you the other day, a client said to me, I said, well, what are your plans for the next couple of years? And he said, we're just going to grind it out. And that just goes, <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, God. but but it's but the grind never ends, and that's what I feel badly about. I do too. There's, yeah, there's never that. Oh, we crushed it. We did it. Now, you, unless you, unless you're guys like Brad Furr, who's got a couple of stations in Palm Springs and his digital business and his you know print brochures and all that stuff, you know, as a as a small business, he can chip away at these big guys and have some success and have a happy day, celebrate at the end of the week. You know, you, you you got some money in, but if you're everybody else, you're just postponing the inevitable. It's just how do you you just oh, I just feel badly for people that they just can't fight this. It's really it's really tough. I there's what there's one there's an interesting I had an I thought an interesting observation this morning. You know, maybe in cutting costs and cutting staff, maybe Bob and uh, Rich, 
thought that what they could do is the same thing that Musk did, you know? Musk cut 80% of his staff. Yep. The company continues to operate. Yep. Uh, yep. Meta, Facebook has laid off 10,000 people. Nothing much else has changed at Meta, and their stock has more than doubled in the past six months. Yeah, well, so, you know, don't forget. Don't forget these tech companies hired like crazy during, the, during COVID. So the 10,000 cut at Facebook, Meta, is like, I don't know what, not even 10%, is it 10% of the overall hiring they did over the last couple of years? So they're just paring back with their gorged, they gorged in their hiring during COVID. Yeah, and I'm not even questioning that. I'm simply saying it looks like the market, the stock market rewards companies right. that make staff cuts. Yeah. You know, in Meta's yeah. case, that's, that's what. And if iHeart was hoping for that, it it didn't work because their stock is down to 450 from 960 a year ago. So it's, you know, it's getting real thin for them too. Yeah, and I think I think you're right though in terms of the, that they'll look at when you talk about the the Twitter analogy is that really what do we need to operate our media? What do we really yeah. need to do to operate 858 radio stations and you know and all our digital stuff and our call center in Nashville and you know our, our national reps and all that other stuff? Let's take a look. This this is a time. This is a, a reckoning time for them to go. You know what? We really don't need. We can we can run a different model, and I think they're going to try to do that. I think so too. Yeah. All right, Keith. You know, we you last week referred to the Ides of March as uh, March fifteenth, the day that Odyssey was ironically <laughs> releasing their earnings for the year, the previous year for twenty twenty two. Well, the Ides of March is an old Roman custom where you forgive debts, forgive all your debts on that day. And maybe they were hoping that on the fifteenth, the bank would call and say, "You know, you owe us one point eight billion. Forget it." We'll just we'll call it even. Run a couple of spots for us next year, and we'll call it even. Don't they wish? Yeah. So yeah. let's ta- let's take a look at Q four for Odyssey. Uh, okay. What was your what was your thought on um, uh, you know on the on the numbers that uh, David was talking about? Well, I, I guess the big headline was they were down like 08 percent or something in overall revenue, which was you know basically you know down a little. Um, but then you know you're they're. Uh, uh, EBITDA, EBITDA was down, uh, you know, uh, significantly. You know, the revenues were up slightly, but overall down slightly. So, you know, it's kind of confusing. It's kind of a mixed bag, and none of it's great news. And they, like iHeart, are just going, we don't know what's happening in 2023. First quarter obviously has been horrible for, for radio, but fourth quarter was not great for Odyssey. At least, you know, iHeart was up a little bit. Saga was up. You know, was, most of those guys were up a little bit. Certainly Town Square was up a lot. But Odyssey was down. So, you know, that, that, that's kind of the canary in the coal mine. And then the next thing we hear about these iHeart cuts, Q1 is really bad. And I've got to think the pacing for the rest of the year is just way, way behind what everybody was hoping. It's just not good news for Odyssey. Well, and, and you know, you take out political, and you, you know, there, there, there was a fairly robust political fourth quarter last year, but even throughout the entire year, the political was was substantial. Uh, you take political out, and it, it just it really gets. As I said, it's it's really discouraging for David. You know, you work year after year, and you know, I have another question for you. Do you think um, do you think his his purchase of CBS was ill advised? Do you think he made a mistake in buying all the CBS stations? I don't think he made a mistake in wanting to buy the CBS stations. He made a mistake in agreeing to the uh, the, uh, the incredibly bad deal that Les Moonves put on the plate for him. 
So Les put a lot of debt on that radio group before David bought it. Now right. David's got not only the debt of buying it, but the debt he, he bought. So he, I, I think David got, I think Les Moonves just kicked David's ass in that negotiation. I would have walked away with those terms and said, see ya, you're going to just have to do this on your own. But So he got a bad deal, and it hasn't gotten any better. It's only gotten worse. And the critics of David's management style or management strategy of basically we're going to do this our way and kind of getting rid of all this, most of the CBS managers and, the, and somewhat, some of them much higher paid than the intercom guys were. You know, we can, we can slice that any way you want to. But I think he started out with a bad deal. When you start off with a bad deal, as you said, I think Moonves uh, really took the upper hand on that. And he took the upper hand because he knew that David Field wanted the deal. You know, it's like Herb Cohen always said, you care, but not that much. Not that much, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and Drucker always said, you know, and he said it to radio back in the late 90s. He said, guys, the sellers are going to clean up in this consolidation market. You buyers... You know, buyers never succeed in this kind of thing. And guess what? They haven't. Well, they haven't, yeah. I mean, the, the big consolidators, Cumulus, iHeart, uh, you know, Odyssey, etc., have all struggled, publicly traded. Yep. It's, it's interesting because I was thinking about the core Odyssey stations, which used to be the intercom stations. If they had just kept those stations and operated them well, they had a mm-hmm. decent cluster at some good markets, didn't have killer markets. I don't think they had L.A. at the time. Didn't have New York. But they had, you know, they were like Saga, a little bigger, a little bigger markets. But they were like Saga. Mm-hmm. And they, if they had stayed with their knitting and not done this CBS deal. But that's hindsight. You know, you could also have, you know, depending upon how things transpired, you could easily have said, geez, he missed a great opportunity to buy these stations. So Yeah, yeah, you know. no, exactly. And, and, and at the time, obviously, you know, let, let's go back to that era. And somebody, and it was now going to be David Field, decide. You know, I've got to, I've got to match iHeart's back then yeah. Clear Channel's massive footprint. Right. If if I don't, then they're just going to crush all of us. Well, guess what? They're crushing all of you anyway. And so you know, it's like, and what's left? You know, everybody's all crushed to death. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, if you if you look out in the field and everybody's mired in shit, why would you jump in too? But, yeah. But they did. All right, well, in closing today, Keith, I, I stumbled on this tribute video that Led Zeppelin, to Led Zeppelin, that was performed a few years ago at the Kennedy Performing Arts Center in New York by Nancy and Ann Wilson. You may have seen it. It's, uh, it's a stunning version of Stairway to Heaven. Stunning. No, I've never seen it. Oh, that's, that's oh, fabulous. Okay. Well, I hadn't seen it in a few years, and I stumbled on it the other day, and I thought, well, I'll watch this again. I, I, it just, I mean, it brought tears to my eyes. It is amazing it is probably it's been called the best music video ever made for good reason so go find youtube look up led zeppelin nancy hart nancy hart or or stairway to heaven heart anything like that and you'll find it and it is turn up your stereo get your speakers cranked up don't do it through your ear pods or anything like that absolutely mind-blowing it's just it's one of the most wonderful things i've ever seen okay we'll do I feel better now. I okay, got that great. off my chest. Oh, wow. Right. Wow, that was a big thing. Okay. All right, All right we'll go well, watch it and, and, <clears throat> and send Jackson your comments. Okay. There you go. And that you can send us comments anytime, Jackson at In Town Media. But we are going to go on a little hiatus here, Keith, because I planned on going to Paris, but not so much now. We'll go somewhere else. So we're going to take a couple of weeks off here. We'll be back in April. 
And uh, in the meantime, that gives everybody a chance to go back and listen to the older versions of Media Insultant and see how much wisdom and intelligence we were able to portray in those previously unheard Right, and that, li- and that lives forever on your favorite podcast-serving <laughs> site. So Apple, Spotify, iHeart, they've all got oh, over 180 shows that we've done. Yeah. Brilliance, it's just a, it's a, just like the Encyclopedia Britannica of brilliance on radio and television. There you go. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, I thought we were okay. I didn't think we were brilliant. And, and all well, free. All free. Yeah. There you all go. Free. So far. So far, yeah. So, so if you have to fire your consultant because you can't, you, you know, I, because Rich and Bob told you you can't pay him anymore, you know, you've got us to rely on. There we go. That's it. That's exactly it. All right, Keith. Well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. This is the last show for March. We'll be back in April with more of our comments and opinions. And Keith, thanks for a great year. And I got, I got to tell you, you are a fabulous co-host. You are reliable. You are consistent. You always have an opinion. I mean, it doesn't matter. You've always got an opinion, and most of the time they're really good and articulated. Most of the time, all of our opinions are well articulated. But, you know, it's just you've been a, you've been a great co-host, and I want to thank you for, yes, hundreds. We're well, actually, with, with all things combined, the way we are at, we're well over 250 total podcasts and video well, well, casts. Thank you. thank you very much, Jackson. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. And in, in, my, in my life, you're mission critical, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, I think we're both mission critical to the other. So (laughs) we'll see you, everybody, in April. And uh, Keith, be well. Take care. Merci. (laughs) Adios.